let no one be surprised at what we are about to relate. For it was common gossip up and down the countryside that after February 6th, many people both saw and heard a whole pack of huntsmen in full cry. They straddled black horses and black bucks whilst their hounds were pitch black with staring hideous eyes. This was seen in the very deer park of Peterborough Town, and all in the woods stretching from that same spot as far as Stamford. All through the night, monks heard them sounding and winding their horns. Reliable witnesses, who kept watch in the night, declared that there might well have been twenty or even thirty of them in this wild Tantivy as near as they could tell. Recording. We're yeah. ready. To, we're ready to go. Cool. Do you want to go? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been lovely Bye. talking to you, listeners. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Well, we are going to ask our lovely listeners to listen really carefully tonight. Are we? Just in case. In case. In case. But before all of that and the listening, uh-huh. we'd better say hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to episode 95 of Frithcast. Episode 95 is delighted to see you. Well, it is at the moment. Might not be by the end, but you get the picture. Well, it depends, yeah. depends how, how angry they get. Yeah. If they start throwing bottles at us and stuff like that, then probably not. But Not you know. so good. Yeah. I don't think they've done that yet. I mean, I don't know, obviously. They could have been, like... Lovely listeners, welcome to the light and warmth of the virtual campfire. Come on in, warm your knees, grab a hot drink of choice, settle in, pull up a log, squidge in, there's plenty of you around the virtual campfire. And come and listen to Kate and I do our thing for episode 95 of Frithcast. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen with a head full of knowledge, some of which is useful. And I'm Kate. I'm uh, not a heathen. I'm a, a sort of a druidy thing that just kind of hangs around here. Coffee-powered druid! Coffee-powered druid, that's right. Coffee-powered druid. Indeed, I have some coffee with me this evening. Excellent. Just coffee. Just coffee? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, welcome around the virtual campfire, lovely, lovely listeners. We're really glad to have you with us up here in the Northern Hemisphere. We are now hurtling at best speed towards Yule and winter nights. It's getting cold. We're getting frosts on a regular basis. It's getting dark a whole lot earlier. And the days are much, much shorter than they were in the endless summer. Oh, and it gets in your bones, doesn't it? It does, in fact, get in your bones and doesn't come out. I also have to point out that it hasn't really been an endless summer because we've missed most of it because we've been locked in our house. 
I mean, I'm not not literally lovely listeners. We've we've been in a country where the lockdown has been quite severe. Yes. So we have not been we've been choosing not to go out to try and keep our community safer. Indeed. So we didn't we didn't get much of much of summer this year. We saw it out the window. We did see it out the window, and it was very um, nice. And I'm quite happy to observe the the cooling of the nights and the drawing of the winter in through the windows as well. I quite like that part. I love snow. Mm, when I can through see it the through window, the glass. through the window, yes. Yeah, when I'm sat next to the radiator with a big mug of coffee with marshmallows in it. Possibly not in coffee. No. No hot chocolate. Yeah. I just put marshmallows in everything. I know. Anyway, do go on. What were you saying? Uh, something winter cold coffee, you know. Yes. Yeah, that. Cold winter coffee. The... Ah, no. I cold like cold coffee. coffee. No. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Cold coffee. All right. All right. Heathen. Heathen. <laughs> I'm a barbarian. Yeah, me too. Mm. My Greek's not good. <laughs> My Latin's not brilliant either, no. to be fair. <laughs> I can speak more Klingon than I can Latin. Um. However, we are here to talk about something. I, ass- I assume. I mean, we usually... We are, we are. We're here today, in this particular episode of Frithcast, I want to talk about a folklore phenomena which happens across most of Europe in not necessarily one phenomena that happens across most of Europe, but it's kind of the same broad one that has little tiny local variations that happen all the way across. Phenomena. Na, 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 na. Phenomena. Na, 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 na. Phen- no, right, sorry, I'll stop. Sorry. Oh, I'm enjoying <laughs> that. Phenomena. <laughs> Phenomena. Sorry, lovely listeners, that song is going to be in your head all day. And we are not sorry. Okay, so the phenomenon, the phenomenon about which we are discussing. This this even even night. Yes. Well, you know the song "Ghost Riders in the Sky." I have heard of it. Yes, with the whole kind of deep bass for "Ghost Riders in the Sky." That one. B- broadly, yes. Yeah, that one. It's kind of that. But it's nothing to do with Nick Cage, am I right? No. Because wasn't he in? Yes. Ghost Rider. We. Uh, the first rule of Ghost Rider is we do not talk about Ghost Rider. Oh, fair enough. Ever. That's did, worse than the bees. I was going to say, did you ever see the Wicker Man remake? I did, and I totally, that's like two hours of my life. Not the I'm bees! Not getting back. Not the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! Covered in bees. Covered in bees! <laughs> so yeah, Ghost Rider in the Sky, not that Ghost Rider. Okay. Okay. What I wanted to talk about in this episode No flaming is... Nick Cage. No... Flaming cages, no flaming queens, which is a shame. No flaming lips, just ghost riders in the sky. Okay, carry on. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Sure. I've got it all out my system now. No, you haven't. No, I'm. No, didn't think so. So, I wanted to talk about a folklore phenomena which is known in 
Britain, which is where that opening quote comes from. Mm-hmm. It was spotted in the woods near Peterborough. Okay. Down to Stamford. Stamford Bridge being a fairly famous site of a particular battle. Oh, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. The Battle of Stamford Bridge. Yes, I remember that one. I, I mean, I don't not. remember. I, wasn't... I mean, that's going to be a heck of a lot of... Yeah, I mean, I don't... Anti-aging cream's got I... nothing. I wasn't there. I, I mean, just... I don't mean I remember it personally. I oh, remember good. learning about it. Oh, okay. Good. I learned, for example, that it was a battle... At Stamford Bridge. And it happened at Stamford Bridge. It's pretty good learning. Thank you. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who was fighting it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So I want to talk about that phenomena and... You'd have heard from the opening quote that's from the Chronicles of Peterborough in 1127 about a record that monks made of a hunt that they didn't so much see as hear going through the woods. Okay. So they describe hearing horses and dogs and other accounts around northern, western and central Europe will variously describe the hunt having a number of members and often horses and dogs and horns accompanying that host, Okay. that group. So it's in Old English, it's known as Herla's Assembly. It can be known as Odin's Hunters or the Terrifying Ride. The Terrifying Ride sounds good. That's 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 concise. It is. If you... Um, Descriptive. I look like at it. it in German. In Germany, it's called the Od- Odin's Army. Okay. Which is fairly, you know, fairly categorical. Yeah. This group, this hunt, often has a hunt leader, mm. and in some of these, it's Odin, the All Father, the General. Okay. The master of yule because it comes out at winter nights so two of his uh-huh. names relate relate to him being the master of yule all right so hence leading this wild hunt which comes out on yule nights mm-hmm. on the winter nights the lead figure there often is a lead figure but it changes okay so in some countries it's uh, led by a, a figure comparative to Odin and in others it's somebody who's sinned against the Christian faith and is therefore doomed to ride on his hunt forever and ever because he was riding the hunt on the Sabbath and then got cursed so he carries on riding it. Okay. Some of the legends actually have it led by a woman. Oh. And you can get Perchta or Bertha or um, Jacob Grimm that Grimm. Okay. He actually... He was a woman? No, he theorises that the the female leader of the hunt is Odin's wife. Why not? To be fair, I can see Freya doing it. Yeah. And she's in that aspect. I don't want to get all... Um, I don't want to get all, like, Roman about this, but does Diana or Artemis ever get a look in? No, not that I know of. I mean, she probably could, to be fair. She's a huntress. Mm. I always kind of figured her more as a stealthy huntress yeah. type rather than the kind of... I think so. I think she would normally you know, hunt alone, yeah. Huntress in, like, four-by-fours with beaters type. <laughs> I didn't really put her as that kind of huntress, you know, in a welly boots and wax jacket bouncing around the place. It's not oh, kind of dear. the right image for me. 
Beagles. Yeah. Are they Beagles? Beagles. Is it Be- it's Beagles, isn't it? Yeah, for fox hunting, yes. Yeah. No, yeah. let's not do that. No. Yeah. So wherever you are in northern or central or western Europe, there's probably some kind of legend that talks about a hunt which may be heard and not seen. Mm-hmm that comes crashing through the forest and then disappears. So there's a lot of folklore around this hunt, around how to avoid it, around how to keep yourself safe from it. Yeah. So one of the big rules is you need to be indoors after dark. And if you think about winter, winter is, it drops quite quickly. So suddenly you're indoors at three and four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then you're you're wrapped up safe and warm and by the fire and you do not go back outside. Mm. Some of the, the folklore and the tales deal with what happened with people who encounter the hunt when they're outside when they're not supposed to be. Okay. So there are people who get caught up in it or people who run from it and become the prey of it. Or people who end up being outside by mistake and end up having to be a hornblower for it. Mm. I think there are some tales of people literally willingly joining it and they go, their body goes to sleep in their house and part of their essence or spirit joins the wild hunt for the night. Oh, willingly, wow. And then comes back. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. They didn't give me a handbook on that one. No. No. Didn't I get mean... a memo on how to do that and I... Not sure I really want to go there, but... I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sort of... I'm trying to give it the... You know the 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 due respect for you know the the thing, but I'm thinking to myself, a dream maybe. Yeah, you know, but no, it's fair dues. So there's a lot of in the the kind of the collective tales, if you like, that are all about this hunting with hounds. Mm. Sometimes you can get it described as a great host. Sometimes it's twenty to thirty riders, which to be fair is enough. Yeah, that's huge. But you get these protections against it. So some of the protections will be, well, carry a piece of iron and a piece of bread. And if you meet the huntsman first, you drop the iron to keep them away from you. If you meet the dogs first, you feed them the bread. And that keeps them away from you. Now, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to confess a little bit because okay. the truth is I do. I know I'm, I've heard stories yeah. about the wild hunt mm. for a long time. It is. Uh, and it is, an, you know, it's an intriguing thing. But this is where. Because you mentioned iron. Yes. I have to put this in. Because whenever I've heard of the... What what I hadn't heard previously was that the Wild Hunt was associated with Odin. Yeah, well, he's one of the, le- one the leaders of. that can be listed for yeah. it, yes. Because for me, in my previous understanding, the Wild Hunt was the Fae. Yes, and in some it still is. Okay. So you would get a, you know, unseelie fay or 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 some, you know, depending on the the depending on what they were what they were sort of about, you would get them kind of charging across the sky or through the woods and mm. whatever. And of course, if you saw them, you would potentially become a target. Yeah, or you'd get swept up with them. Or you get and swept you'd up with have them. To go and hunt with them till dawn. Yeah, yeah. as you as you say. Um, and of course, you run the usual risks that you run if you're dealing with the Fae and that, you know, it's it's very easy to get to get caught up in things to the extent that you can't get out again. Mm. 
Um, and well, it's interesting. Come back the following morning, and it's not the following morning. It's not the following morning. It's sort of three hundred years down the line. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that you say iron. Yes. I mean, do we know why? If 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 it's if it's Odin, if it's his, I was going to say heavenly host, you know, Asgardly host, or whoever it might be. What I mean, why, we, why the iron? Why iron? I don't know. Not for, not for the le- the. The understandings where Odin is the host lead, mm. the general who's directing the hunt and presumably forming its direction. Yeah. I don't know why Iron, but for some iterations of it, it's a folk hero who leads the Fae on a hunt, to which point Iron makes total sense. Mm. Not sure about the bread for the dogs thing, but the Iron makes total sense. There are some protections that say if you stay dead centre in the middle of the road then you are safe okay and let the hunt pass either side of you and charge round you and I'm like "Ah, don't know whether I'd do that but there you go actually that said we used when I was a kid we used to have some friends with a dog like that yeah uh, you'd be out on the field or whatever and you'd we'd be walking with them and they'd be walking their dog and the dog would run off you know they'd let it off the lead and it'd run off and it'd go over the other side of the field sniffing about and then they'd call the dog back and the dog would come charging back across the field towards us. Mm. If you stayed exactly where you were, you were safe. <laughs> because the dog will charge straight at you, but with like like about a metre to spare, will suddenly veer off. <laughs> if you try to move out of the way, there's a 50-50 chance the dog will run into you. <laughs> okay. It just sounded a little bit like that. Yeah. Well, there's another protection that says that the wild hunt won't go for anything that is lower than the yoke of an ox. When a, when an ox is pulling a plough, yeah. the wild hunt won't attack anything lower than an, the, oh, the yoke of an ox. Okay. So if you drop down and make yourself small in the road... They won't attack you. They won't think you're worth attacking. Oh, wow. So you get, okay. It will move round you and go. But if you run... But if you run... They'll have you. Uh, the chase is on. See, that's fey all over. It is. If you interest them... Very, very fey. If you interest them, they'll come for you. Yeah. So, Odin being god of the dead, mm-hmm. being the one of inspiration, of trance, of frenzy, of knowledge... It kind of makes logical sense to me that him and Sleifnir are, are at the front of this, mm. are leading this host. And from the the accounts, I've read some of the accounts, not all of them, but either they don't see them or they're actually going through the air and not on the ground. Okay. So it's quite a a group gathering almost. You get... Dogs and horses, they're usually counted as presents, so you get mounted riders. Mm. And you get... Sometimes the, the riders or the host are described as land spirits. All right. Rather than people. Mm. So are they then spirits of ancestors who've gone into the land and they're then coming out to form that host? White. So you're linking ancestors, land spirits, ancestral worship... I don't mean whites, do I? Do I? Well, yeah. I suppose I do, really. Kind of, yeah. Land whites. Mm. Spirits. Mm. 
yeah, Jacob Grimm kind of, he described it as a Germanic pagan tradition in whatever it was, 1830-something, forgotten, brain. He describes it as a Germanic pagan tradition, but it's probably a lot older than that. Okay. And he looked at it as the fact that originally it would have been this very stately procession of gods. Mm. And when Christianization came in, it, it kind of demonized them into this wild hunt. Okay. Ecstasy kind of, you know, chase the chase and the hunt and the hunter and the hunted. Because they were trying to emphasize the usual aspect of loss of control and, and wanton behavior in the dark. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. it always happens in the dark. It's happening in at night, at, in the winter nights, in the longest nights, mm. away from the light. Yeah. So it's never, it's not happening at like, you know, midday in Tesco's. No. Other supermarkets are probably available. <laughs> That's just brought a whole image to my head now of them having to wait outside at two metres distance before they go into yeah. the supermarket <laughs> to chase around the bread aisle and come out the exit. It's wrong, and my brain probably shouldn't have gone there. I've been in lockdown way too long. Only 15 land whites allowed in at any one time. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep two metres distance, especially from the wild hunt when it comes down the, down the bakery. And remember to sanitise your hands on the way in. Yeah. can't <laughs> even. I can't. You just got like tie little carrier bags around the horse's hooves to get him in. I don't oh. know. He's wrong. Who knows? It's all wrong. And it's not... Uh, Everything's yeah. gone peculiar. Everything's gone very peculiar. But this myth of the wild hunt and Odin is not the only lead. I mm. mean, he... For me as a heathen, that's a natural lead. It's an instinctive image. But I do also acknowledge that this this legend of hunters that roams around the countryside at night in winter mm. is often heard and not seen. Yeah. And you have particular protections that you can use to keep yourself safe the biggest of which is don't go outside at night time indeed it also there are versions of it in Brittany, in mm -hmm. catalonia here in england in france in wales ireland slovenia germany scandinavia lombardy guernsey the netherlands and the list kind of carries on going i was gonna say couldn't help noticing scotland was missing from that list scotland is missing from that list okay I don't know. I'll have to go and see whether there's a Scottish version. Hmm. I think there's an Orkney version. I think there's a Fey version up in Orkney, but I don't know about mainland Scotland. No, it would it would it would strike me as odd because they have a lot of. Um, like I say, I mean, whereas for you, Odin is the natural. Yeah, I kind of lean in that way. Yeah, know? yeah, which is fine. I mean, for me, I would naturally assume it to be one of the Fey. Oh, Diana. Or Diana. Mm. Could he could easily be. I like I say, I don't know that she hunts in large companies. No. She tends to be, you know, walking the wilderness alone, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, except during her festival when she does not hunt. No? No. Does she do something else? No. Does she like, you know, play Scrabble? I don't what know, she, she might. Do? Play Scrabble, knit, I don't know. But the um just got an image of her knitting with two arrows now, and it's kind of stuck. <laughs> the Nemeralia, which is the festival in August 13th, 14th and 15th. Yeah. That was a, a sacred time where, uh, among other things that people would do, that you would stop hunting animals. For three over, days? Over, over that period. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, she, she basically lays down her bow 
and animals get a three a three, three day, day leave. Yeah, three day pass. Yeah. So Wow. Did not know that. It's just a thing. Yeah. But uh, that's So yeah, the the wild hunt is kind of it's widespread. Yeah. Across the majority of Europe there is a variation of this probably somewhere in every country mm. of some description. A a group of hunters with a lead, with dogs and horses and hunting hounds that's probably heard and not seen. There are various protections that you can use to keep yourself safe from it. Mm. In England, they'd got the understanding that you didn't put your house on an old road in case the wild hunt came through the middle of the road. Oh, right. You didn't build your kilns on it or your, you didn't put your um, any of your property buildings over the old road because they the wild hunt could use that old road and if they did your buildings would get narnered they they have their route and they don't care what you put in the way yeah they're they, coming through. they are going through mm. you know is there any link here when i was younger so much younger than today <laughs> um i used to watch an old um TV series called Robin of Sherwood. Michael Praed. I know. Indeed. Oh. With the hair. With the hair. He um, definitely had the hair. He had the hair. And I it's been a long, long time since I've seen it, but I remember one of the things that fascinated me about it, even my, my sort of pre-pagan awakening sort of self, mm. one of the things that absolutely fascinated me was the mysticism of it. Yeah, the, um, like the spiritual the spirituality of it almost. Yeah, yeah, the fact that you basically had this meeting point of pagan and Christian. Yes. And he, I seem to recall, spent quite a lot of time going and visiting and talking with Herm the Hunter. He did. I think Robin was a very liminal creature in himself. Yes. Yeah. He was very much a bridge between the logistics and practicalities of living in a forest and the deep spiritual shamanic trance of talking with Hearn. Mm. I mean Robin Hood some people suggest that Robin Hood goes back to you know green man mythology and Jack mm. in the Green and so on. The character of Hearn kind of interested me. He is and and at first I thought he was some sort of a god. Mm. Um he's actually the spirit I believe this if I'm trying to remember this from year, reading it years and years ago. He's the spirit of a forester. Mm. I think, or a, or an estate hunter or game game warden or mm. something along those lines. Uh, a forester on one of the royal estates in England uh, in like 1600 and something. Okay, this and, is new to me. And he's a, he's actually a, he's actually was a, a little bit like a, some of the Roman gods. He was, he's like a, he's like a human mm. who got elevated. Okay. So he's now part of a, a, a sort of a mythology. And he's he's you know more than more than human. So, mm. like um, Asclepius, the, uh, the 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 physician the god, yeah. the healer god, was a was a man at one point. You know, was a, was a human being at one point, but he was lifted up into divinity to work under Apollo. Mm. And Hearn was similar. And I I know I wasn't sure whether he cropped up in any of these stories no, or whether not whether that again I remember he was reading. Just, no, no. Well, it's just a. It's just a passing thought. Yeah. Spent I mean, a lot of time on it for a passing thought. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> I think 
it kind of brings to mind there's a painting called The Wild Hunt of Odin, which mm. was done in 1872, I think. Okay. And it's quite an odd painting, aside from the the little kind of nod to the wings or horns on Odin's helmet, right front and centre. Oh, dear. And Sleepnir doesn't have eight legs, which is fine. Maybe you're just I holding them very close together. All of them, yeah. <laughs> Hopping horse, no. Um, but it's also, if you look in that painting, there's a massive host behind him, mm. huge, huge host. And right in the sort of midpoint, right in the centre of the painting, there's Thor. Okay. Carrying his hammer and being in his chariot pulled by two goats. And I've never seen... Thor associated with the wild hunt anywhere else. No. It seems a very odd thing. It might take me thinking about it a bit more. Maybe a little bit of theological reflection is in order of why on earth Thor would be midpoint and centre in this painting when it's Odin's wild hunt, Odin's riders. It's a fair question, but who was the painter? Was this somebody who had had an understanding of the mythology or was this somebody who had read about it and thought that would make a good subject for painting and just... Don't know. Threw in some Norse gods. Yeah, it's it shows the the host the 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 wild hunt itself riding through the air, not on the ground. Hence, Ghost Riders in the Sky, which Indeed. kind of that song references. Yes, it's it's going about the cattle, but it's it's kind of referencing this idea of riders in the sky. Yeah, that are chasing or herding or focused on another point and some of these some of the the wild hunt stories have got a prey in mind and some of them there's no prey whatsoever so it's the strangest set of tales but it's so widespread mm. so so widespread so yeah it's a little bit strange this time round, lovely listeners stay indoors after dark <laughs> or at least if you uh if you hear the thundering of hooves coming through the uh, yeah. treetops. Just, yeah, figure out what you're going to do and do it quickly. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. The Prometheus school of running away from things. The Prometheus school <laughs> of running away from things. Or unless... Unless you're staying in the middle of the road. Unless you're staying in the middle of the road to avoid being hit by that uh, by our, our old friend's dog. Yeah. And the rest of the wild hunt. And the rest of the wild hunt. I'm not saying that dog was part of the wild hunt. I'm just saying... It had a whole wild hunt mentality on it. Yeah, basically, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Did I confuse things? Possibly. (laughs) But no more than normal, it's fine. (laughs) Lovely listeners, we're going to leave you in the safety and the light and the warmth of the virtual campfire. Mm -hmm. Don't stray too far out in the dark. If you want to find us online, my name is Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And if you want to find me, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask you to contact me through Suzanne. Yeah, um, or come on round the virtual campfire or, or, on our home on Facebook. Yeah, if you come, if you come and visit us through uh, Facebook, we can. Uh, arrange for you to uh, to access our little group there and uh, maybe if you feel like it come and join us on our discord server yeah where we're more than happy to talk to you 
We do have some live chats on there from occasion every now and again, and we do pop in to say hello and refresh the biscuit tin. Indeed. You are very, very welcome to join us, lovely listeners. Well, you refresh it. I make sure it requires refreshing. It's an important role. I thought so. I know. Lovely listeners, do take care of all your fingers and toes. Keep your elbows inside the car at all times and keep your trays in the upright position as the wild hunt goes past. (laughs) We will talk to you all next time for a very special random reel, which we're kind of hoping that Santa Odin might give us a hand with so you get it in time for Yule. Hopefully. Will that be episode 96 or do yes, we not? Yes, that our, will be episode 96. Our random real supernumerary, I can never remember. No, no, the, it will be episode 96. Cool. Our next random reel is just around the corner for those who li- prefer a little bit more random in their reels. There's the best a whole kind lot of, reels. of random in this one. <laughs> best kind of reels. <laughs> Lovely listeners, we will talk to you all next time for the random reel. We will see you then. Bye bye. Bye bye. When the winter winds blow and the Yule fires are lit, it is best to stay indoors, safely shut away from the dark paths and the wild heaths. Those who wander about by themselves during the Yule nights may hear a sudden rustling through the tops of the trees, a rustling that might be the wind, though the rest of the wood is still. But then the barking of dogs fills the air and the host of wild souls sweeps down, fire flashing from the eyes of the black hounds and the hooves of the black horses.